time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Have you noticed that as a culture, we tend to embrace comfort? I mean, that might sound like the obvious. I mean, if you look around, culture seems to try to move us more and more towards comfort, away from discomfort. But what I've noticed is that there's not a lot of growth that happens in the midst of comfort. A lot of research goes into the fact that we all live in a very narrow band. We have a very homogeneous friend group around us that kind of matches our views, kind of matches our socioeconomic place, kind of matches our tastes. Most of us have a pretty narrow musical taste. We don't go far outside of a couple of different genres that we enjoy. Most of us have locked in our food tastes long ago. We don't try new things. don't try new uh, possibilities. don't challenge our taste buds. Most people have a pretty set place where they like the temperature to be. They like to live in a pretty narrow band of temperature, which is why There is such demand for heating and cooling systems and such upset when a heating and cooling system goes out on us. And most of us also have a pretty narrow band of where we get our news from, where we learn about today's events. What happens in that narrow band of comfort is that we assume that everybody sees it that way or that everybody should see it that way if they don't, that there's something wrong with those on the outside of the band. We don't like discomfort. In fact, I've come to believe that discomfort is something that we register as a threat or as pain. That happens throughout our lives that we end up finding more and more places to live in comfort. I'm not saying that you need to uh, change the temperature in your house, though you might, or that you need to change friends, though you might, but that that's where we live. A while back, I listened to a story on the radio about this person who realized that he was living in a bubble. And his way of getting out of the bubble was to force it. In the interview, he was talking about the fact that he worked for a tech company. And that tech company ended up being his friend group. And so at the end of the day, he would have eaten meals with his friend group where they worked at the same place and they would go to the same bar and have the same discussions and pat themselves on the back about their same opinions that they had about politics or anything else in the world. And then he would float back to his bubble at home. And he said the bubble encapsulated him so much that it insulated him from other possibilities. So being the tech person that he was, he created an app that would allow him to follow local events And he made it a habit that he was going to just allow that app to randomly choose a local event for him to attend. He did that for the full year. And he would go to whatever event the app chose. The assumption was that the apps that were listed were public uh, events. That's why they were on there. And the app could choose and he would go, which meant that for holiday meals, he was often walking up to a door knocking on it because somebody had posted that they were having an event. Sometimes it meant that he was meeting with people in interesting circumstances, and he told some of the stories about how he got out of the bubble. 
And it started making me notice that we all are uh, embracing comfort of our bubble rather than embracing the discomfort. That's part of this process. For me, I realized that I had this uh, weather bubble, weather comfort. I like it warm, warm to hot, because when it's warm to hot, I get to do what I like to do, be outside and paddleboard and trail run and hike and do other, the other things that are outside. And when it's cold, I don't feel like doing that. I'm more of a warm weather paddler than somebody who's going to bundle up. I always would complain about the cold. And so often people would talk to me in the summer and they say, oh man, it's so hot. And I would go, oh, I love it. Hotter the better. In the winter, they would say, oh, it's so cold. And I say, I know I'm miserable. I hate this. And one day as I was walking, as I do every morning, in the cold, I found my mental conversation in my head about the fact that it was just miserably cold. I didn't want to be cold. There's nothing I could do. No matter what I did, I couldn't, couldn't get beyond the cold. I would feel it in me. So I made a choice that day to decide to get comfortable with the discomfort. I decided that my body must be able to adapt to the cold. That should be in my DNA because our ancestors did not have the capacity of warming themselves up and cooling themselves off like we do now. Even recent ancestors didn't have that choice. So somewhere within my body had to be the capacity of being okay with that. So what would I have to do to be okay with that? One of the things I realized was that I needed to give up on complaining about the weather, complaining about something that I couldn't change, complaining about something that I wasn't going to move away from, and also decided that I was going to adapt myself to it. And so I began wearing less outside, not more. I decided that I need to be okay with the discomfort, even the being physically uncomfortable part of being cold. And so for all of last year, I noticed that I finally had to wear gloves for a couple of days when the temperature was actually below freezing and I was actually worried about frostbite. And I never put on a heavy jacket the whole winter. That doesn't mean I went out in shorts and a t-shirt and decided to freeze myself. That was a little beyond what I was willing to do. But I wanted to allow myself to get used to the, the cold. Now, what I've understood from researchers is that our body actually is more healthy when it goes through temperature changes. That there are actually some benefits to our body being challenged by the temperature. Which proves the point that sometimes comfort causes problems down the road and discomfort may give us extra strength that we don't know about. And so last year, I spent that year walking around in our neighborhood, being cold for a little bit and then getting used to it. And then I would take off a little bit more. Now, I always had clothes on so that uh, I wouldn't embarrass anyone in the neighborhood, but I did challenge myself to be in cooler and cooler clothes as it got colder and colder outside. I decided that I had to rely on my adaptability because I think that humans have two things that are kind of our core pieces. We have adaptability and creativity. But what I've noticed is a lot of time we take that creativity to stop our adaptability. That instead of adapting as humans, we find ways to adapt our environment to suit us through our creativity. And in the process, we avoid being any place that leaves us uncomfortable. We find ways to adapt 
that keeps everything the same. The interesting thing is growth generally includes discomfort. I would tell you it always includes discomfort, but somebody is going to prove me wrong with something. And so I'll say generally growth includes discomfort. Let's think about that in a few different ways. Let's take one of that's, that's the most obvious, exercise. Several weeks ago, I was in the gym, and I was lifting weights and sweating and panting and puffing, and I looked over, and there was somebody on a treadmill, and they were reading a book, barely moving forward. Now, I'm not going to criticize them because they were still moving, but I'm pretty sure they weren't going to make any huge leaps in their physical uh, wellness that they weren't going to get in much better shape by doing that. The fact is that I've seen that person repeatedly over the last few years doing exactly the same thing. The exercise doesn't last long. They don't look like they're at all uncomfortable. And what we know about our body is in order for it to get in better shape, it has to be challenged. And part of the challenge is discomfort. If you're in yoga class, discomfort is part of the deal. Now, there is a a difference between being uncomfortable and being in pain, and sometimes we have to figure out what that space is, but if you're in yoga class and you're stretching a little bit further, that's the only way you make progress. If you hold that stance a little longer, that's the way you make progress. Or if you're trying to build muscle, you have to load it with a little more weight than you were comfortable with before. A little more challenge to the muscle so that the muscle will recover and be stronger the next time. That's part of the nature of building up muscle. It's true with endurance. If you're deciding to train for a marathon, you don't go out and run 26 miles. You start with a couple of miles and you build up slowly. And you find a way of slowly moving up your level of discomfort so that it's not overwhelming to your body. For most people, if they went out and ran 26 miles without any training, their body would rebel against them. They would go past a level of discomfort into a danger zone. But for people who are willing to push the comfort a little bit, to be uncomfortable a little bit, because when you run long distance, it becomes a little more uncomfortable as you go. That's part of building the endurance. Or how about if you take a new position on at work? If you're trying to be comfortable in your position... You may never take anything new on because you have to start all over again. Every time I've started a new position, I realize that I started in some ways at zero. Maybe I was doing the same thing I was at the last job, but new location, new people, new procedures, new processes, everything was new. That's uncomfortable, but that's part of the nature of a new position. Or if you do something that's completely new, maybe you go outside of what you were doing and you do something new and it's a challenge and that challenge can be uncomfortable in a good way, because the discomfort is telling you that you're learning something new, which is what kind of what happens in new training. Let's say you go to a new school or take a new training course or decided to do some new training, you're going to be uncomfortable because it doesn't come as second nature. Maybe you didn't ever do the skills before at that level, right? That's the nature of training is you're stepping up a little bit at a time. In fact, Well-designed training is not pushing you too hard, but enough to make you a little bit uncomfortable. When people come in and they take training and they're never uncomfortable, they're not learning. 
They're not taking on new skills because whenever we take on new skills, there's a little bit of discomfort. Or maybe you start a new hobby. I talked on the last episode about my jujitsu, and that's one of the things that I've really decided is in order to do this, I have to embrace discomfort, sometimes even a little bit of pain. When somebody is on top of me, having pinned me down, I have to be, uh, find some comfort in the discomfort. I have to find some way of being okay because when we're uncomfortable and our natural tendency is to try to get comfortable, sometimes we force ourselves out of a new possibility. And so part of what happens when we're taking on any new hobby is we've got to have a willingness to be uncomfortable, maybe to even look a little awkward with it. It's part of embracing discomfort is recognizing that somebody might look and say, hey, you don't know what you're doing, and that to be okay. The same with new experiences. Any new experience is going to have a level of discomfort. It's always going to feel uncomfortable until you've done it enough to get comfortable. I don't know if you remember the beginning of Starbucks when they first were kind of popping up, but I do. My first visit there. I walked in and I wanted a medium coffee. They didn't have medium coffees. They had talls and grandes and ventis. So I had to recalculate what that meant. And I remember walking in and feeling very uncomfortable with it. And they didn't have coffee. They had all these other things. They had fraps and cappuccinos and macchiatos and all these other things. And all of those possibilities are a little bit overwhelming if all you wanted is a medium coffee. I could have walked out walked down to some other restaurant and asked for medium coffee. But I realized if I wanted to experience the Starbucks experience, I was going to have to get used to that little discomfort. And so part of the challenge is walking in and going, okay, I'm just going to be uncomfortable here for a minute while I figure out how to move forward. And I finally figured out how to walk up and ask for a grande dark roast coffee, black. That worked just fine. I also figured out that I could change a few things along the way, test a few things out, maybe be uncomfortable with a new drink. Those are small ways. It happens every day in our lives, but sometimes we find ourselves having gotten into a groove. And the danger is the groove becomes a rut. And the rut leads us to doing the same thing over and over with the same people, the same way, with the same tastes, listening to the same thing at the same temperature, and finding the same sounds around us. Whenever we do that, the groove has become a rut, and we have to embrace our discomfort and try something new. So my challenge to you is to practice discomfort. Maybe find some new experiences to step into. Maybe find some places that pull you to a different place. Travel does that for some people, a new restaurant for others, a concert that they wouldn't normally be interested in, Going somewhere with somebody that is their thing to do, not yours. Trying a new hobby. Trying something new. The new experience expands us. That's the thing about discomfort. We only get stretched and expanded in the discomfort. So try out new experiences. Stretch outside of what you've always defined as me. Now this isn't about breaking your standards or your morals. But it's about willing to step in and recognizing that who you are is always bigger than where you are now. This is Lee Balk. I'm wishing you the best for a thriving life. You've 
been listening to the Thrivology Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at Thrivology.com or at ThrivologyMagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T-H-R-I-V-E-O-L-O-G-Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Thank you.